Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with the new Fairfax County Public Library Director, Jessica Hudson, discuss her priorities for the library system, chat a bit about the results from a recent public engagement survey, as well as maybe looking ahead at the next steps for the Fairfax County Public Library System. So, Jessica, welcome to the County Conversation Podcast and Fairfax County. Thank you so much for having me here Absolutely. So, new director, (laughs) Fairfax County Public Library, but you did not come from Fairfax County. I did not. I am a California native. This is my my first journey outside of California. To the right coast. It is. (laughs) That has taken a little getting used to Mm. uh, the left and right coast thing. It's it's usually the west and east coast in California. (laughs) I I lived in California my whole life until moving out here to Mm -hmm. Virginia for Mm -hmm. this job. And I just skipped all the states in the middle, hopped from one coast to the other. And it has been a, a wonderful adventure so far. Yeah. Most people ask, you know, as a new resident of Virginia and out of Fairfax County, what do you what do you like so far? Yeah, what yeah. do you not like? And they're usually surprised to hear that the traffic really doesn't bother me that much. Well, that's true, yeah. My last job was in the East Bay area near just outside of San Francisco. Oh, okay. And so I'm pretty used to gridlock and it taking much more time than you wow, expect okay. to get anywhere. It's, it's uh, <clears throat> I, I guess, a pleasant surprise or a pleasant uh, added uh, a benefit to have a, a lessened, lesser commute, lessen your commute. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> had. The, the last county I worked for was a relatively similar size to this, but it mm. would take about two hours to get from one side of the county to oh, wow. another wow. if traffic was bad. So this is just kind of a little hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> Just make it happen. Just poof, right there. Yeah. I think the the thing that takes the most acclimating to coming from California to Virginia is the weather. Yes. Yes. Because in California, the weather isn't really a topic for discussion. It's just a, a, a thing that happens. Just landslides, there, there landslides, wildfires, yeah, earthquakes. Like it just happens. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and here, it's a it's a topic. You know, you, right. you say, well, well, did you see the weather report today? And <laughs> there's going to be, there's maybe going to be rain and it's coming from this side to there. And, and it's an actual thing because it descends upon you, the right. weather. You don't see it coming right. and you go, yeah, I'm going to go home a little early today. <laughs> to, to not hit that rainstorm, it's just there on top well, of you. Well, and, and people just don't know how to drive in the rain, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you all can't see me. I'm raising my hand. Uh, I'm not a great bad weather driver. I oh, promise okay. to try and stay out of your way. Okay. Well, yes. you can stay at the office or stay at the, <laughs> stay at the library doing something. Will do. Library books, reading, kind of that library system, was that always an, an interest for you as you are growing up? And it, it has been. I have never worked outside of the library. Oh, wow. <clears throat> my first job was at 15, and I was a shelver. Uh, huh, my neighbor cool. across the street was the IT manager for my local library, and we would talk across the street about books. Oh, neat. And once I turned 15, he said, you should really get a job at the library because they, one, pay you, two, Sounds to be good. in the air conditioning, three, Ooh. to be around books. And I said, I am sold. Yeah, Take me I mean, to this nirvana. Could there be? Yeah. yeah. So I was very, very fortunate to get a job as a shelver at a library that was five minutes away from my house. And they really kind of, you're not going to go anywhere once you start working in a library. It's, oh, really? it's such a lovely Kinda environment. Blood, yeah. It does. It does. I mean, as with any public service position, there's going to be 5% of incidences that happen that are, ooh, that wasn't great. But everything else that we do in libraries is so kind of feel good and heartwarming. Mm-hmm. It's 
you do it because you love it. Right. So I started off as a shelver. Um, I became a, a like an info assistant. I helped on the circulation desk. I became a branch manager when I was 20. Oh, wow. I had a really small little rural library system in Northern California. Got my master's in library science and then moved on to become a, a department head, a library director right. when I was 25. Wow. Yeah. From one conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing the the things that happen in our life because of one choice or Absolutely. one thing. But yeah. yeah, I've always been a big reader, and I think you'll find most library employees have mm-hmm. been. We love mm-hmm. to do that thing where people come in and maybe they just want to check out their books real quick, but you just you want to engage them without invading people's privacy right, about right. all the great things that you see <clears> when you work <throat> in a library. And um, I was very lucky to have a, a family that were filled with some people who didn't read at all, which is fine. That was their choice. But other family members that were very heavy readers and who uh, nurtured that within mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you come to Fairfax County's public library system as, as the new director mm-hmm. from California, bringing those <coughs> experiences of, of that library system with you. What, what kind of did you see your experience when you got here? Is, it, is a library a library or are systems different? I mean, does that make that's sense? A, that's an interesting and difficult question. And okay. I, I will not answer it fully because it would take hours okay. and hours of philosophizing and oh, pulling little things okay. out. But, you know, a library is a library. The The services we provide, the kind of foundation upon which we reside doesn't really change from public library to public library. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're really small. Like I managed a library that was 800 square feet. I was the only employee. We served a population of 5,000 and I saw maybe four or five people an hour. And then we have libraries here in Fairfax that see thousands of people a day. But the premise of what we do in libraries Mm -hmm. is the same. It's Mm -hmm. our purpose in our community and in society to provide uh, information and, and equitable access to our population that mm-hmm. they can't get anywhere else. It's our place to be a community hub that allows disparate communities to come together and mm. find a similar space where they can they can research whatever they want. They can right. educate themselves. They can entertain themselves. They can they can really do whatever they need to within our space. It's about having books for people and technology and programming that expands their lives and staff and services that support what our individual communities are interested in in seeing in themselves. So that doesn't really change mm-hmm. from library to library, mm-hmm. but every library is different because if I look at our library in Reston, it's very different than, say, our library in Great Falls because they serve different communities who have different needs, different types of populations, and different capacities within them. I mean, Reston is a much larger physical space than Great Falls is, so they have more more maybe ability to do certain things just because they have that space in them. Right. So we are the same. We have that same footing, but how we build up is a little bit different. Hmm. Are there... And we talked about in the intro kind of your priorities, I guess, maybe some vision, that kind of thing mm-hmm. as the new new director. So let's kind of transition and move into those library priorities, director priorities. Are sure. they are they are they kind of, are they the same? I I imagine so and oh. I hope so and I know that they will continue and transition into being so because the priorities that I have from working in this industry for the last 15 years are not they're not outrageous they're not kind of off the wall they're things that most library systems tend to focus in on because mm. they're so important to our users. Okay. 
And our library system is no different. We are a very uh, traditional library system, so we have a lot of areas where we're very strong, and we have some areas where we could continue to grow and develop. So okay. those priorities take that into account as well. Okay. Let's, um, let's talk about those. Yeah. The four priorities that I have uh, expounded upon, and my <laughs> poor staff, that if they choose to listen to this, they're going to say, oh, God, not again. But here they come again. Um, technology, collection development and collection services, customer service, and youth services and early literacy. Those, those are four kind of cornerstone pieces that we are going to be looking at, at continuing to build our services around, particularly as we work through that public engagement process and develop a strategic plan. Mm. And each one of those is equally important. I'm not going to say that that any one is more important than the other. And there are many other aspects out there. These okay. are just four that I have chosen to highlight because okay. they affect so many people that use our resources. Right. Well, let, let's let's dive into each one if we sure. can. So Absolutely. Let's, let's talk about technology <clears throat> and, and what do you mean by technology. And in my mind, I'm envisioning things like e-books and, you know, readers and those kind of things. But is there more to technology than what I'm assuming? That's certainly a part of it. And when I talk about technology in libraries, I think about kind of the baseline technology that we already provide, but could always provide more of or a different layer to. And then I think more about emerging technologies that maybe our patrons don't even know that they want or had never even thought of before. But if we can provide an experience that gives them an educational opportunity to want to increase their own knowledge, that, that's on us. We should be doing things hmm. like that. Okay. So baseline technology, if you come into one of our public libraries, we have Wi-Fi, we have e-books and databases. We have public access computers and printing. Those are all, all baseline services that we do fairly well. But we always want to continue to capitalize on the good things that we do to provide more to our community. Mm -hmm. And the example that I tend to use is cloud printing. So if you come into a library mm -hmm. and you have a phone and you have a document you want to print, if you went to Kinko's, you could just go to Dropbox and you could have it ready so that when you got there, you could just print it right. and pay for it and you're good to go. Right. If you come to the library right now, you can't do that. You have to oh. log on to a public PC. You have to use your library card to get on. You have to click print. You have to go to our copier. There's there's a process right, that right. is a little bit more rigorous than we'd like it to be. We want it to be easy for our users to partake in our services. Okay. So we're trying to work with other agencies like the county's DIT department to figure out how can we make this an accessible option for our users. So that's kind of the baseline technology okay. side, okay. Those, those easy access pieces that people should expect to find in our libraries. Interesting. The emerging technology side is more what can we provide for our users within the scope of our mission and vision and values that they might not even know that they wanted to learn about? And a great example is 3D printing. Oh, we yeah, okay. we have several 3D printers in our system. Oh, some are at one location, some migrate around, and that's an opportunity for our communities. Our libraries are providers of equal access. We give every citizen a footing so that they can go out and do whatever they want. If you need to write a resume, come use our computers and books. If you need some help finding a job, we can assist you as you're searching things online. We provide that, that level playing field. Mm. And technology should be no different. If I can't afford to go out and buy a 3D printer, and they cost anywhere from little small ones like 500 to really big ones, many thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Isn't that an opportunity that the library can provide that fits in with our, our educational and entertainment mission to provide information, but just in a different format than a book yeah. would be? And that that snags new people coming into the libraries as true, well. True. We have great traditional resources. We have books and story times and reference librarians or information assistant librarians. 
And if I can get you to come into the library because you're interested in this this shiny technology, right. think of all the other opportunities you'll have when yeah. you come in. Okay. Yeah. Very so that's good. what I talk about when I think about emerging technologies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. We're we're talking with uh, Fairfax County Public <laughs> Library Director Jessica Hudson, and we're about uh, halfway in our conversation. So we'll be uh, continuing on here with the the other three priorities and some other things. But I think collection services, mm-hmm. I think, was the the term you used. Yeah, collect or just our collections in okay. general. First, I want you to explain what that means, and then tell me about. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So when we talk about collections and libraries, it doesn't mean that we're coming after you and we want all your money. Okay. Like when you get sent to a collection. Okay. Service. Good, good. We're talking about the materials that we provide our users. We're talking okay. about the books we purchase. The Your DVD, collection of materials. Our collection of materials, okay, yes. Okay. The DVDs we buy, our ebooks, our databases, hmm. any any method that you can find to get information to a member of the public. Okay. So that's what we mean when we talk about collections. Okay. So what 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 needs to be done or what do you want to do? What what are you, what are you envisioning for the sure. collection services? Um, our library's collection right now is is strong, but it could always be stronger. Mm. And we've had some issues in the past that I'm sure our listeners have, have heard about with the method that we use for purchasing books as well as removing them for the collection. So when I talk about had that being a focus, it's about having a breadth and a depth to our collection so that if mm. you come into a library, you're hopefully not going to be number 500 on a hold list for the new John Grisham book. Mm. But you could also go and browse our shelves and find something you just never even knew you wanted, like how to hand carve a wooden cane. Hmm. See, you didn't know you I wanted that book, that, yeah. but now you know. That's so you're going to go to your library and find it. Yeah. And it's that. It's it's that serendipitous moment about having a physical collection that's that's deep enough that any person that comes in, you're not going to like every book we have sure. on our shelves. And that's fine. We don't expect you to. But you'll find a couple of those books that are there just for you. Hmm. And that, yes, you'll probably have to wait in line for a new book that comes out, the new James Patterson, but hopefully not too long. So we talk about our physical mm-hmm. collection, but we also talk about our digital collections. Mm. And we have a great provider of ebooks, and we, we purchase those for people to use. And we have databases. And it's about having a balance between the physical books we have on our shelves and right. the digital books we have and making sure that the life cycle of that book is, is honored, that we, we keep our materials while they're valuable to our community. But then when they don't become valuable, we move them along so that we can have space right. for all those new great materials. Well, I was going to say, because you have a finite amount of space, you can't yes. have everything. And no. that, that has got to be a tough job balancing. I mean, there's one point, what, 1.2 million residents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure not every one of them goes to the library. I wish everyone did, I'm sure. But we, you know, we, we get close. Yeah. We get close. We have about 420,000 cardholders, yeah. which is, is decent for a county this size. Yeah. And you're absolutely accurate. It, we cannot keep every book all the time because right. we just don't have the space for right. it. And so it's our job as as professionals to review our collections and see the things that are out of date or are um, dirty and you just can't clean them because they're mm. covered in a coffee stain gotcha. or um, have been superseded by new information or just simply aren't popular anymore. And to make sure that the collection that we have meets the needs of our population and has that breadth and depth to mm-hmm. serve anyone who comes in the doors. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've got the the technology and you're looking for more technology mm-hmm. for the users, the residents to, to come in. You've got the collection of mm-hmm. books, ebooks, different things like that. I don't think that does a lot of good though if, if I go into a library and folks aren't friendly. That is a very true statement. <laughs> and I th- I think you'll find that in 
almost every instance when you come into our libraries, you'll see a smiling face. Mm. We, we are not anything if we don't have people using our services. That's the point of the library, that we're there for our residents and for users to want to participate in the space we provide and the materials we have and the services we offer. But it, it never hurts to have refreshers and to remind both the public and ourselves that that is the reason we're there. We are there to provide a service to our community and that it should be done in a positive, polite, mm -hmm. professional manner. And I really I can't emphasize this enough. We have fantastic staff who mm -hmm. work very hard. And sometimes we have people that come in that, you know, that might not be their best day. And sometimes that happens with our staff as well. It might not be their best day. Mm. But we always want to emphasize that our, our users, our community members come first. So if you ever don't have a great interaction at your library, just let someone know. Right. And we'd be happy to, to see what we can do to rectify right. that. And it's interesting. Uh, any, any question I might have, I can go to the library. Mm -hmm. And it's not that the library staff knows the answer but they know where to find it. Oh, we're good detectives. Yeah? Yes, we are. Um, we are like what magpies. You know, we like to collect little bits of lots of things mm -hmm. and have this kind of voluminous set of information. We may not have a deep understanding of everything, but we know exactly where to go and find you what you're looking for. Okay. You know, you'll talk to a lot of, of libraries across the nation and, you know, what we hear a lot is, why do you need the library still? Isn't, doesn't Google killed you all off right, yet? Right. And uh, why can't we take that money and do something else with it? And I think people would be staggered to hear about the type of usage that their public library still sees. We circulate more than 12 million items a year. We see 4 million people. That's more than our population. That means if we just did a flat count, every person in our community is coming in the library three times a year. Wow. That's fantastic. And the types of questions and services and interests that we in our see in our library, it doesn't, it's not waning. We don't see like a huge uptick in circulation, but we do see upticks in program attendance and in door counts and in people who simply just come into our libraries to stay because we have chairs that they can sit and read and enjoy a newspaper hmm. or they have community meetings in our community rooms. And they come and use the library afterwards. Gotcha. So for everyone out there who says, you know, Google is killing the library, right, right. I am very happy to debate you about that <laughs> okay. at length. All right. <laughs> um, this is going very quickly. I want to make sure we get everything. So sure. as, as again, we're talking with Jessica Hudson, Fairfax County Public Library, uh, four priority areas, at least for right now, for the library system to kind of look at and focus on, improve on technology, collection services, customer services, youth literacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I can pretty well assume why that's important, but, mm -hmm. but tell me why that's important for the library. Sure. Youth services and early literacy is a huge focus for us because we, we see ourselves as part of the education continuum. Mm. And one of our largest consumers of services at the library is children, both little, little tiny babies up through teenagers. And it's part of our prerogative to make sure that they are receiving the materials and the services that they need. Mm. And part of that is just through, we have books, you are welcome to use them, we're happy to help you find them. Mm -hmm. Part of that's through the programming we do, story times and mm -hmm. spaces. But another piece of that we do is we have a whole team of staff and all they do is early literacy. They go out to um, daycares and head starts and they provide story times and programming to children's and families that maybe can't physically make it to a library due to transportation issues mm -hmm. or cost issues. And they provide free books to these children. We gave out 28 
8,000 free books last year to children and teachers. Wow. We provided, I think, 2,200 free programs at participating groups like the Head Starts. And it's all about, you know, I told you earlier we had 420,000 registered cardholders mm -hmm. or, or something right around right. there. And that's fantastic. But what about those other seven, 800,000 mm -hmm. people? Mm -hmm. We can't just stop within the confines of our library building. We mm -hmm. also have to recognize that even if you don't come into my physical library, we have an obligation to try and provide you services and to let you know about what we have available. So going out and particularly reaching those vulnerable populations, little children that, you know, we mm -hmm. want to make sure that they know that reading is important and literacy is important and that families that read together from birth have a higher opportunity for educational success than those that don't wow. it's i'm always kind of gobsmacked by how wonderful that feels that we get to be a part of our community yeah. and provide part of that educational process so that children are ready for kindergarten right, right. yeah well i i mean i you know they say you learn something new every day i, I was not aware of all the outside of the library huh? programs and efforts. So yeah. that's that's we do amazing. A lot. Yeah, we do a lot of outreach outside of youth services as well, but I know we don't have a ton of time to talk yeah, about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and we don't. Unfortunately, uh, Library uh, Director Jessica Hudson with us, uh, Fairfax County Public Library Director. Couple of minutes left. Uh, I do want to make sure we talk about, there was a recent public engagement survey mm -hmm. that the library did. There were some, some good results Absolutely. and some things that said, well, maybe there's some things you need to work on. Yep. Some of the priority areas, were, were they some of the things you need to work on? Mm -hmm. Or can just kind of I'll throw the open ball to you and let's talk about the survey, what you sure. learned, what you're going to take forward from sure. it. Sure. So the, the survey was commissioned by the library's board of trustees, and it did it took its information from a variety of surveys, uh, public meetings, one-on-one -on -one interviews, and it took all that data, and it developed a series of uh, recommendations. Okay. And the data is obviously very valuable to us because it's something that we can dig into and say, oh, this is, this is, this is exactly what our community is saying to us. And in specific, the phone survey um, was entirely random. So its hmm. portion of it is current library users and a portion is non-library users, which is very valuable to us because we always want to reach additional community sure, members. Sure. And the areas that the public engagement survey focused on data-wise. It said you do really great in some things, not so great in others. Uh, people really like the technology you offer, the self-service options. They love our parking, which I mm. cannot get over. <laughs> they must not have been to the Patrick Henry Library because we, we need more parking there. And then it said you've got areas that you could do better in. We want to see more youth programming and more youth materials. We want to see better services to um, populations that have English as a second language mm. and better services to our um, senior citizens. So we can take all of that data and the recommendations that were provided and move that forward in a strategic planning process in correlation with those priorities I already spoke about. And hopefully that will put us on a really clear trajectory to move into the future and listen to our community and mm -hmm. our constituents, but also stay true to both our traditional library roots and those evolving service needs that we see coming forward. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like an awesome plan. You know, it will be when it's written. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a lot of lot of things moving forward with the yes. library. Okay. Yeah, we we like to see ourselves as a vibrant portion of every community that we're in. That that if our libraries were not in our communities, that there would be a, a hole within them. Mm. And I think that with most of our libraries here in Fairfax, that's a very true statement. Okay. Um, 
open the floor to you for your final comment, final thought about the public library system here in Fairfax County. If folks have questions, suggestions, anything along that line, just kind of throw it open to you. Sure. Well, I do definitely want to say thank you to the staff of the Fairfax Library System, the Board of Trustees, the Board of Supervisors, and my boss, because they have all been very welcoming and very engaged throughout this whole process. Um, <clears throat> if people have suggestions or ideas or recommendations, they're always welcome to contact us. Our, our contact information is on the library's website, which is on the county site. And we don't exist without the public. So public out there. Mm -hmm. If you have suggestions, please do let us know. We listen, we try and incorporate them where we can, and we always want to do better for you. Mm -hmm. Fairfaxcounty.gov slash library, I mm -hmm. believe, is the is the website, the URL to go to. So uh, branch locations, hours, all kind of information on that uh, library webpage. So, yes. so go there as a great starting point. And if you don't know where your local library is, you can find it there and then Get registered, get your library card, and start, start reading if you're not. Yes. <laughs> or take advantage of a lot of other programs and activities mm -hmm. going on. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to be with us. I know it uh, went quickly, and there's so many more questions I want to <laughs> ask. So maybe we'll have you back as the as the results from the engagement study uh, continue on and improvements being made and that kind of thing. I'd be happy to come back. Thank you. Absolutely. Jessica Hudson, the director of the Fairfax County Public Library, with us today on the County Conversation. Thanks to her for being here, and thanks to you for listening. And if you could do us one favor, please uh, share this podcast with friends and family. You can listen on the podcast page on the website or via iTunes, also on SoundCloud or the Stitcher app. So any of those methods that you choose to uh, listen, give us a thumbs up or a like or whatever and share it with your friends and family as well. And if you need more Fairfax County news and events, visit fairfaxcounty.gov news. Or call 703-Fairfax, that's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.